ladies and gentlemen. And so it begins. Give the people what they want. The rise. All the way to the top. Yeah. The fall. Heroes just got tombstone. The slam. It's me, Austin. This is FRS Slam. When my hand goes up, your mouth goes shut. The most extensive, what? intensive, comprehensive, what? counteroffensive wrestling show on the planet. Woo! Now, finally, it's time. Win. Here's Jamie Eisner. And I am the voice of the voiceless. And Chris Schubert. You come out here and you run your mouth. FRS Slam begins now. And welcome back to another edition of FRS Slam Radio on this lovely Thursday afternoon. Jamie Eisner, Chris Schubert here with you. Jamie, it's a Thursday, which means we get uh, the daily dose or the weekly dose of, of wrestling rumors that we have to get into, a lot of stuff coming from Dave Meltzer. But I want to start with a bit of an announcement that was made. And this is not a rumor. This is coming straight from the lovely Shane McMahon on Twitter. I'm going to pull up the exact tweet here so I can just uh, – we, we, can, we can relish in this together. Uh, this is his exact wording on the tweet six hours ago. An unexpected end to SmackDown Live with a triple threat match made for WWE Fastlane. I'm going to make it a bit more interesting. Next week, Baron Corbin versus Dolph Ziggler. The winner is added to the match and makes it a fatal four-way for the WWE title. I will pause and you can give me your thoughts. Blah. That's my thoughts. I want to find that graphic from the Nationwide Arena for Fastlane. I want to see what it had on it. Because if you will remember, everybody... The only one that's not on that, I think the only one that's not in that match is Shinsuke. Yeah. Shinsuke was on that graphic. Was Baron Corbin or Dolph Ziggler on that graphic? Baron Corbin was most certainly on that graphic. I don't remember if Ziggler was. I'm going to find it for you here, don't you worry. News... No, come on. Don't do this to me. There you go. That is that is what I'm looking for. Thank you. I'm, I'm just going to have to hold on here. Please hold. No, Baron Corbin was not in it. The poster had a WWE Championship Fatal 5 way. How was he not in it? He was the one that had the, the remade belt. No, that was the U.S. title graphic that went around for a house show. Oh. That was not this. So this graphic has AJ with the belt, Orton, Zayn, Owens Nakamura. That's what this graphic has, and this was for, from a while ago. And you remember we we talked about it at the time of will they actually do this? Well, we certainly got one step closer with Shane McMahon's uh, tweet here, making it a fatal four match with Baron Corbin or Dolph Ziggler is going to be in there. My question, and I'll ask it to the room, mainly just Jamie because it's only I'm the two, the only it's only the two of us in here. Um, why does Dolph Ziggler get a chance to fight for the WWE Championship? Why is championship? Dolph Ziggler on TV? And right, talk about right. That, that, why that, that, is Dolph Ziggler back on TV? Correct. That is the crux of what I'm trying to get it? at. Why was he in the Rumble? The last time we saw Dolph before the Rumble, he was seen dropping the United States Championship and walking out of the company. We got no explanation for why they did that. We got no explanation for why he's back. We have no explanation as to what he did to deserve this opportunity because, for example, Jamie, he's not in the top ten list. No. And that's supposed to be used to give people future opportunities. And Dolph Ziggler's not on that list, yet he got an opportunity. And you've been bringing up the point, you brought it up yesterday, twice on our podcast and on our radio show, that it can be woven into the storyline of, well, you gave Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens this match. They're not in the top ten, so I gave two people that weren't in the top ten a chance as well. Yeah. They, could, they could very easily do and that. And maybe that's what they'll do. That's again, applying logic. Odd. And again, this now leads to an angle of, 
There seems to be, in storyline, it's all kayfabe, of course. Is there heat between AJ Styles and Shane McMahon still? Because all of these moves that Shane is making is actively hurting AJ Styles' chances of retaining the WWE Championship. It, well, now they are. They, the Royal Rumble was Daniel Bryan's creation. Correct. The handicap match was one, Daniel Bryan's idea. This, this in one, particular. Well, it was Daniel Bryan's initial idea to have it be Sami Zayn versus Kevin Owens. Correct, but there was only going to be a one-on-one match. Correct, but then he made it a triple threat match. Well, Daniel made it a triple. You could argue that AJ Styles losing his temper made it a triple threat match. And then you have Shane stepping in and making a fourth person. So there is a bone to pick from AJ's perspective with Shane for adding another person to the match, yes. He only has himself to blame for it being a triple threat match in the first place. Correct. In storyline. In storyline. He only has himself to blame. Blame. But I still need to know why Dolph Ziggler just magically gets a chance to put himself in a title match when he was just off TV and left the company for weeks to return at number 30 in the Rumble. Like, there's no explanation for that. I, I don't understand. This is clearly another step in the tension between Shane McMahon and Daniel Bryan. That's clearly what this is. Who, by the way, Daniel Bryan pulled was advertised for the uh, WrestleMania Access events the day of WrestleMania, which is normally the hint-hint, this person isn't working mania. He was pulled from those. He's no longer being advertised. I'm just just throwing these things out there. I will let you, the listener, Mm. do whatever you want. As Jamie likes to say, things that make you go, hmm. That's all. But that's clearly what this is. It's another step in this storyline, which, again, still doesn't have a payoff that makes sense to me. And gets us closer to that fatal five-way. And it was funny because this morning you walked into the office and I said, oh, Jamie, I got great news. It's no longer a triple threat match at Fastlane. And your immediate reaction was, oh, who's hurt? Which one of Kevin or Sammy is hurt? And I said, no, 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 it's even better. The winner of Baron... Why would I think somebody in this era of WWE might be hurt? I know. You would never never think something like that. I said, no, even better, the winner of Baron Corbin Dolph Ziggler is going to be added to the match. And you walked out of the studio. You just left. You, you had no... It doesn't... Because it does nothing for me. Neither one or... Look, Corbin isn't over. Ziggler is slightly doesn't over. matter anymore. But it doesn't... Like, what's the payoff? I, I don't understand. Like, why did you do this? Again, it's for this Shane McMahon, Daniel Bryan storyline. For... But... I, I don't understand... But, but him walking out on the show wasn't for the Shane McMahon-Daniel Bryan storyline. No, but... Him th- being number 30 in the Royal Rumble wasn't for the Shane McMahon-Daniel Bryan Oh, you're story. still hung up on that. You want explanations for well, those yeah, things. Yeah, so because as you do I. in this match, in this scenario, without explaining why he left. And he won your U.S. title, threw it away, left the show, and comes back and gets an opportunity to be in a championship match? I, I don't understand. No, I don't understand it either, and hopefully somebody explains this on SmackDown next week. By the way, Jamie's done a blade job on the show here today. He's he's bleeding profusely. Uh, we're gonna need to get the doctor. Profusely would be a word. Do I you want to hold on? Should we do what they do in WWE? Should we stop the podcast and let yeah, the doctors? Should we get the, the tra- should we get the trainer? Do, do we have to put the do I have to put the gloves on? Are you okay? Yeah. Do you know. do you re- bleeding? Randomly. Do you need to be taken to a local medical, medical facility? facility? I don't like the word hospital, pal. Are you seriously? Are you okay? Yeah. Okay. I don't know I just, why I'm bleeding? I don't feel any pain. Well, that's what when you well, before we started the show, you said I, I'm bleeding and I don't know why, so I'm just checking in on you because uh, it's still true to the moment. You're getting you you you're trying to put yourself over by getting the color. I am. And I'm I'm, trying to, we're trying to execute a double turn right now. I need some sympathy on. Yeah, you. and I don't like it, so I'm gonna I'm healing it up here. Um, 
You did your Vince McMahon voice, so I'm going to segue Damn into right, some, some Vince McMahon news here. Latest edition of the Wrestling Observer Newsletter, which, again, highly recommend anyone who's a wrestling fan to subscribe to, because uh, I'm going to butcher the, the generalizations that I'm going to make about what uh, Dave had this week. But in the latest edition of the Wrestling Observer Newsletter, that Triple H is expected to gain more power as Vince transitions into XFL management. So even though during that press conference you heard Vince say that there's going to be no changes as part of his role, the feeling with inside the company is that Paul, that Paul Levesque, Triple H, will gain more, a lot more control based on the fact that he will have to because there's you know more than 24 hours in the day. There's not more than 24 hours in the day for Vince. He's going to have to. Correct. He does. Yeah. He needs to he has prioritize not yet his time. Find a way to warp time. And that, and, and Meltzer kind of talked about how the team that Triple H is assembling in NXT, pointing to the Jeremy Borash hire, is a lot bigger than just hiring a guy. It's Triple H kind of putting his team in place so that he can kind of step away from that in trust that it will be taken care of and be booked the way that he wants to do it while he can, you know, go at and, and maybe help on the main roster, whether it's he's in charge of SmackDown while Vince is still running Raw. I could see that being a very clear scenario. That's, yes, that, to me, is the most logical thing. Well, and as we know, Road Dog has a bigger and bigger role in the day-to-day operation of SmackDown mm-hmm. uh, as time has gone on. So that is an easy transition for them to make if they do decide to make that, whether it's time for the XFL or sooner. And it's comforting in the sense of Triple H is not going to probably micromanage NXT as much. He's going he's gonna to put his team in place, guys that he trusts, and he's going to let them do it, which is something that I don't think you would see with Vince. Vince is a big micromanager. That's not a bad thing. Vince is very particular about how he wants his shows to be run. It's what's made him a successful businessman. They did their conference call this morning, their, their quarterly conference call to talk about their numbers. They had one of the best quarters ever. Okay, The network subscribers are up. They made a lot of money. So the business works. This is the disconnect I think a lot of people have. They look at how much they enjoy the on-screen product, and then they use that to determine how well or how poorly the company is doing. Why haven't they made rapid changes in the way they're booking their product? Because right now on the bottom line and on the financial sheets, they're making a killing. Now, one could argue they could be making even more money if if they were booking their shows more toward the hardcore wrestling fan that is spending money. I think that's a fair, at least, hypothesis to have. It's a fair discussion that is warranted. But when they are making money hand over fist, there's not, for lack of a better phrase, a sense of urgency to rapidly change the way they're promoting or booking their product. Yes. So uh, it would be interesting to see what kind of control Triple H kind of gets. As we noted on yesterday's podcast, he's now the person in charge of 205 Live. He's taken over as the showrunner there. I think that's kind of a trial balloon for him potentially to be in charge of SmackDown. I have more McMahon news here, Jamie. I'm going to quote directly from the Wrestling Observer Newsletter. So anytime I use the word I'm or me, I'm referencing to Dave Meltzer in this quote, okay? I just want you – I hope you are sitting down. I'm glad because this is going to be a lot to get through. And your reaction is going to be great. Quote. As far as Rousey goes, the key item not really talked about is the goals and a major reason why she is there from a company standpoint. All the different questions about her value to the company financially, I'm told, are secondary. The key to Rousey is more about Stephanie McMahon, which is why they want that super high-profile match. And if they can get Johnson, talking about Dwayne Johnson, it makes it even more high-profile. Stephanie McMahon is a big star in wrestling, but she is not a mainstream star at all. It was explained to me that the key in all this goes back to what made Vince McMahon a big star, which was the program with Steve Austin, and what made Steve Austin a breakthrough star past being just a pro wrestling guy, which was hardly an interview at King of the Ring or the WrestleMania match with Bret Hart, as legend has it, but the angle in Fresno with Mike Tyson. 
Rousey is a major sports star. The idea that she was the single most searched female athlete in the United States on the internet in 2017, a year she never competed and for the most part laid low in, speaks volumes. The idea for the program is to make Stephanie a star outside of just the pro wrestling world. End quote. I'm going to mute my mic and probably have to mute Jamie's because he's going to curse. You think Jennifer Lawrence is over in Hollywood? Wait till you see my daughter, pal. Uh, okay, so let's let's break this down line by <laughs> Where line. Where do you want to start? I love going line by line. Let's start from the top. Okay, as far as Rousey goes, the key item not really talked about is the goals and a major reason why she is there from a company standpoint. All the different questions about her value to the company financially, I'm told, are secondary. So my initial reaction was... The, the conversation you and I had about her being somebody that they can plop down on their nice new TV negotiation deals, whether it's with Fox or Amazon or Facebook or USA or wherever, they, wherever it may be, they, that's on the back burner. They yes, don't, they they, don't view they that. They can still do it. Right. And they st- by the way, they still will do it because anytime you could take a, a piece of leverage in, into negotiation, you do that. But it is not a primary motive for them bringing Ronda Rousey in, which, by the way, on the conference call today, Vince credited Triple H and Stephanie for getting that deal done. I, I'm not surprised about that. So, I mean, I, I mean, Triple H has talked pretty openly about his interest in getting Ronda Rousey there, and and I'm sure Stephanie has a lot of involvement in that as well. I mean, they tease that angle back at WrestleMania, whatever the hell it was. When WrestleMania play button, also known as WrestleMania 31. Okay, so that being secondary to me is ludicrous, but and the first question I would say is why? And we get into the why in that next sentence. The key to Rousey is more about Stephanie McMahon, which is why they want that super high-profile match. And if they can get The Rock, it makes it even more high-profile. Okay. So this is where, Jamie, I'm going to have to have the dump button ready. Look, I this makes no sense to me. I I don't. No, why? I, first off, their logic behind how Stone Cold got over and the development of Tyson, by the way, is spot on. Uh, the revisionist history, I know I'm jumping ahead a bit, but it, it, it makes this whole point. The revisionist history about the King of the Ring promo was interesting because, yes, that was ended up being a seminal moment in the Stone Cold Steve Austin character. But it was several weeks after that before fans really started to take to the Austin 316. Uh, I know how a lot of their, like, uh, Monday Night Wars and stuff, they say the next night on Raw they saw signs. That's been refuted by several wrestling journalists. That no, it wasn't the next night on Raw where that stuff started to take off. It was actually a few more weeks before the Austin character really started to take off. And yes, it was the feud with Tyson that really put the McMahon-Austin feud on the map. So that part's all logical. Mm-hmm. Their line of thought, their thought process behind how Austin helped get over and all this stuff, that's all logical line of progression. The issue I have with is... You're you're doing all of this. You're leveraging your business to get Stephanie over in Hollywood. Where where exactly are you trying to get Stephanie over? So uh, can I read this again? Yes. Okay. Stephanie McMahon is a big star in wrestling, but she is not a mainstream star at all. Correct. I disagree with that. Notion. Oh, I, I don't think anybody cares about Stephanie McMahon outside of the, outside of the wrestling sphere. Oh, that I agree with. I don't think she's a big star in wrestling. Okay, people uh, hate when she's on the television show, and not because she has on, the Vince McMahon character when he was Mr. McMahon. On what the definition of star is in that? She case. is not a ratings draw. No, I don't think people watch the, the show way for, Vince for, was and the way Austin was, or the way even Shane is. The way Shane is. Shane was. I don't know if the, he is anymore. The way Triple, the way Triple H and the Authority was with the Daniel Bryan stuff. She's not even close. She, it doesn't even. I don't think it registers on the Richter scale. Okay. Doesn't even, there's not a blip on the radar. 
So, then in the next sentence, it was all explained to me that the key in all this goes back to what made Vince McMahon a big star, which was the program with Steve Austin. Okay, but what made Mr. McMahon the character a big star was he got his comeuppance on a weekly basis from Steve Austin. Also, there was real heat. The, the, Montreal screw, the real heat that came out of the Montreal screw job created a supervillain. It created the character Mr. McMahon. And That's where it was born. To your point, it created a superhero that weekly and monthly basis, there was a back and forth. There was times where Vince got the better end of and, Stone Cold. And there were equal amounts of time, and eventually more times, where Stone Cold got the better amounts of Vince. But the Stephanie point... has had one spot in her run as an authority figure where she really got her comeuppance. Maybe two, but really one, and it's I, the table spot at Mania. I, the other one I would throw in there is getting speared by Roman. That one could be it. You could talk about some of the Brie Bella stuff. Okay. I don't even really But hold that. on. What was the main point of the Mr. McMahon-Steve Austin feud? It was not to get Mr. McMahon over. No, it was to get Austin over. It was to get Steve Austin over. This is... Vince happening... Apologies Vince for my language. Vince as a heel was a happy accident that they yes. took advantage of and took it to new heights. Excuse my language. This, this line of thinking is ass-backwards. Correct. It's backwards. Correct. They're looking at it from the wrong end. Get, get Ronda over. Baby faces over, not heels. Get Ronda over, and by proxy, but but you'll get Stephanie. about wrestling. I know. They want, they want to get her over, like, in Hollywood. But that's, that's backwards because, uh, well, it's backwards for a lot of reasons, but Austin was so over in the wrestling world at a time where wrestling was so over. Like, I, I, I'm just, I'm not sure that you're going to get that because... I mean, I don't know. It's, it's strange to me because uh, they want her in movies. Like, what do they want her to do? And here's the other thing. Where do they want to get her over? And the problem with this is a lot of people view the Stephanie McMahon character as uh, basically a, 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 just a giant waste of time. And, and and this is nothing against Stephanie McMahon the person because of everything I've heard about Stephanie McMahon the person is, is you know, fantastic. But Vince put people over. Vince had matches. Vince won a Royal Rumble, for goodness sake. Where does Stephanie get her comeuppance? I don't know. She never got it. She never got it. She, and to your point, you have two moments barely where she got a comeuppance. She but took also, a table spot at WrestleMania. But she got. But Vince got his comeuppance because the goal was to get Correct. Austin over. Stephanie can't get her comeuppance if the goal is to get Stephanie right. over. Because it, then it's going to be Ronda getting the comeuppance. Ron and, yeah, and that's like, not how that works. I, I, Your I fans are going to turn on this so quickly. I don't understand. Like, I, I don't understand. But I, I can understand saying we want to put her in a position where she and Rhonda are getting headlines. She and Rhonda are in the photograph in the front of the paper or in the front of Bleacher Report or ESPN. I can understand the logic behind that. But if they're trying to turn that into a wrestling character, it's not going to work. Well, and I mean, honestly... You can't tell me that fans aren't going to see right through this. Of course they are. And they're going to revolt against it. It's not going to work. Trust me. All the, the, Your crowds at WrestleMania, your crowds at all the pay-per-views where you're going to build to this, they read the newsletter. They read the Observer. They see all through that. They see through this. They understand what you're trying to do. And if they don't like it, they have shown in the past that they will take over a show and let you know how they feel about it. So to me, this is... It's backwards. It's I, I can't I can't see how it helps WWE's product. 
And that to me is the, I, to your point, is Stephanie going to start starring in movies? I, I, I don't know. And if she is, why don't you put her in WWE movies first? Like, I, I, I don't under, like, I'm genuinely confused about what the end game is. Because if the end game is we just want Stephanie to be around Ronda so Stephanie gets more publicity. Okay, you don't really have to change your booking. You're gonna you were gonna do the Stephanie Triple H versus Ronda and partner match, and you were hoping it was gonna be The Rock anyway. And if that's the plan, that's fine. But that's why is that your primary plan? Like I I, I don't understand it. I I don't I don't understand how giving the rub to Stephanie is going to make them money. Okay, can I read? We were going line by line. Can I read another line? Yeah. These next two sentences I'm about to read are exactly why Ronda is the person they should be focusing on. Rousey is a major sports star. The idea that she was the single most searched female athlete in the United States on the internet in 2017, a year she never competed and for the most part laid load in, speaks volumes. Ronda Rousey didn't fight in 2017. She was the most searched female athlete in the United States. That is something that you should tap into. Because let me tell you something, Jamie. How many people that are not wrestling fans but are Ronda Rousey fans, and I know a lot of them. I know a lot of people who aren't UFC fans that are female, and they love Ronda Rousey, and they watch her fights because she's an inspiration to them. I've, I've known a lot of people over the years that believe that. Are they really going to enjoy, oh, you know what? I got I to gotta see this. I got I to gotta, I gotta call up somebody who I know that's a wrestling fan, and I got to be there at WrestleMania when she fights this match just to see her put over Stephanie McMahon? Well, I mean, by the way, if, if Stephanie McMahon goes over, Stephanie and Triple H go over in that match, it's a nightmare. It's an absolute disaster. But that's what they're, do- that's what they're building towards. Then they, if that is true, then they get what they deserve. Right? I mean, cause can, can you make Stephanie a mainstream star in a loss? But again, I don't what I don't know what their end game is. If their end game is they just they think that Stephanie will get the rub by just being in the press spotlight. If it's Rhonda and Stephanie yelling at each other at a fake press conference or yelling at each other on the Today Show, if that's what they're thinking, then they don't have to change anything. No, Rhonda can still go over. Then you, you, Stephanie you're gets doing the, the exact same thing, and at that point, you're like, all right, whatever. And by the way, that's fine. That's how you should build that, in, in partly, especially if you're not sure you're gonna have the Rock. If you're not gonna have the Rock, you don't need Triple H and. You know, Joe Schmo yelling at each other on the Today Show. Ronda, you need on there. Maybe it's Ronda Stephanie. Sure, whatever. Uh, but I, I don't understand what what they're trying. What the angle is here? What what are they going for? What is Stephanie trying? What are they trying to push Stephanie over to do? To just be on all those shows with Ronda? That's fine. They were going to do that anyway. Is it to she wants to run for political office? Does she want to go into Hollywood? What is what is that second step? And without knowing that, I don't I don't know if this is a complete disaster or just a like shrug my shoulders thing. Because there is a scenario where it's just a shrug my shoulders thing and roll my eyes. No, it, it could very clearly become something where they just want to give the rub of being in Ronda's presence to Stephanie because they feel that will help her. And Ronda is still going over. Ronda's still going to be a major player but, in the women's division, but, and everything's fine. And if that's the case, that's fine. That's an ancillary benefit of having Ronda Rousey. It's not the primary. If there's if if they're they're being told this is the primary reason, that means there's a second step here that I don't know. And and where and, is Stephanie McMahon trying to take this popularity to do? And and to to take it a step further, that second step probably isn't a good thing because it probably means Ronda is losing. Yeah, like what is it? Again, is it political office? Is it Hollywood? I think they went down that path with Linda the, the previous two times. I don't think they're going to go down well, that path. Well, she got a cabinet spot, didn't she? Yeah, but she lost the two races that they dumped millions of dollars in, which by the way, have I ever told you this conspiracy theory? Oh, oh goodness. Okay, uh, this is what this is the biggest theory that I've had for years. 
The only reason why WWE turned into a PG product was because he, Vince knew that Linda was going to run for office, and they were afraid that that was going to be thrown in their face, that they had a, an adult product in, in Connecticut, uh, I, so they changed yeah. because of it. I don't believe it. that to be the case. I believe it is a reason. I don't believe it is the reason. I believe it was a major reason. I, I believe it's more the advertising. Once the advertising dollars started to dry up, um, the problem is you can't be edgy when you lose 60% of your audience. It's all of a sudden, you, you, all True. the sponsors that were willing to deal with your edginess aren't willing to deal with it anymore. Yeah, I, that's but And yes, the political aspirations did play a role. I just don't think it was the primary reason. Yeah, I, I tend to think it was one of the major reasons because the timing of it, it seems a little odd to me and it was a little sketchy. But they went down that road before and they dumped a lot of money into it and it didn't work. The only reason why Linda got a, a, a cabinet seat was because uh, the, a the WWE, president is their friend. And, uh, and he's a WWE Hall of Famer. Correct. WWE Hall of Famer. I, is he on, he's in the Hall of Fame, right? Trump, yes. Yes, okay. He's in the celebrity ring, absolutely. So, and he, and he, you know, did them a favor because he's been, you know, he did business with them. Remember that whole angle that they ran where he bought Raw and all that stuff. So, yes. they know each other. And they go way back. So, that's the only reason. Did Trump helped promote multiple WrestleManias. Correct. At his hotels in Atlantic City. So, th that, that relationship's the only reason why she got into the political office. So, I don't think they're going to go down that path. But... Then, then what is it? You know, to your point, what is it then? Is it to be in Hollywood movies? Because they have a studio. Call up The Rock. Well, I, uh, yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm not sure that Rock would put anybody over in that position because that's not that's a weird thing to ask. But if you want to be in movies, start being in movies. They're a movie production company. Right. Start. Right. Just do it. Also, Rhonda is not exactly in A-list movies either. So you know what I mean? Like it's it's one thing, like now I get if, there's, if the idea is Ronda Rock, you're dealing with you know in that in that scenario. But I'm just not sure how that changes what you've done in the past. You could have done things with Rock and somebody else if you needed the Rock's rub. It's just odd to me. There's there, there's an ele another element here that we don't know that's playing a major role. And let's and and I need to address this because it's something that has has bothered me for for months and years now. Stephanie has taken a lot of credit on camera for a lot of the stuff that's happened within the women's division, right? And a lot of it... No, 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 no. Michael Cole said during the Royal Rumble I know. that she would not say she's a pioneer. She would never say that, even though she said that on TV multiple times. So she is taking credit for a lot of the things in the women's division that I, do, I would not give her credit for. Are we in agreement on that? I'm not giving her credit for what happened in NXT. That, that was Triple H's decision. I'm not... Because cause, cause you know what? Her, you know what her last name is? Jamie, you know what her last name is, right? Stephanie's? Yeah. It's McMahon, damn it. So if she wanted change in the women's division, she could have asked her dad at any time. So I don't, I don't buy that. I don't buy that all of a sudden she woke up one day and was like, Also, oh. she was the lead writer of SmackDown for a while and when they treated their women like garbage too. So let's not pretend like... So no. Let's not pretend that she's some savior. Correct. That is, okay. Did she play a role in it? Certainly. Absolutely, but she's not the savior because she could have fixed it a long time ago. So to me, doesn't this also kind of scream... Women's Revolution, major women's match. We want Stephanie to be the star, because that's the feeling I get here. It does because and and you and I disagree on the level of star power that Ronda's going to have. Yes, I think she's a mega star. I think she's the mainstream star that they've needed in the women's division for a long time. You are not willing to go that far yet. No, I think she yet. helps. I think she helps. I don't think she's as big of a deal as everybody uh, in the wrestling world seems to believe. We are in agreement. Ronda Rousey is the better choice to be the women's star of WWE than Stephanie McMahon, correct? The world is in agreement. Okay. I just, because, and again, I, this is not to bash Stephanie McMahon. No, 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 no. That's it's not. But, like, the point is, if this is the goal, this is so self-serving and nepotistic. I just made that word up now. Nepotistic. 
that I, I oh this it, is nepotism it, it, at its finest it's sickening yeah it's nepotism at its finest and, and that's I think the root of this and why people are, are and you know what the reaction online is oh not surprised as you roll no, up your roll up turkey did you have a nice lunch I did have a nice lunch that's how busy we've been today you've been very busy too you and I've been, been in this room for like I know, three straight hours now but the the reaction to this has not been very good because no, should it be? And, and and it's and it's a lot of people going, Oh, I'm not surprised that Stephanie would do that this is what they want to do. And and a lot of people want to compare it to Vince and what he did with Austin, but the difference to me is he put Austin over. Look, I, I Name I've, me one I person that said, Stephanie put over. I have said this time and time again. And I this is by the way, this is a life theory. It's not just a wrestling theory or a show. It's a life theory. It's all about intent. What is the intent of what you're doing? Is your intent to put yourself over or to force people to like something? Or is your intent to get something? Like in this case, the intent of the Mr. McMahon character, once it became a character, was I'm the heel that's going to make Steve Austin a huge babyface and a huge star. That was the intent of the character. It worked because the intent was good and it made sense and it was logical. Mm -hmm. If the intent of bringing Ronda Rousey in is illogical, doesn't make sense, and is self-serving, odds are that's what everybody's going to see. They're going to see those three elements. And the key part of this is something that you've said multiple times here while we've been doing this. It's their primary goal is Stephanie, Correct. which seems backwards. It shouldn't be the primary. Is it secondary? Yes. We're going to Ronda and Stephanie get a lot of airtime together. That's reasonable. I expected that. Wrestling fans expected that. There's nothing wrong with that, by the way. There's oh, nothing no. wrong of saying, okay, we're going to get all of this extra TV time. Who can we help elevate that we think might be good for their personal brand or personal business? By the way, Stephanie being the, the, the was it antagonist? The antagonist to Ronda is, Rousey she's the perfect is perfect antagonist. because you should turn this into a reality era thing where she where Ronda calls her out for being for spearheading this women's movement when she had nothing to do with it. You can turn it and into something. Ultimately, people would pay money to watch Ronda Rousey beat up in a wrestling match. In a wrestling not real life. In a wrestling match. Oh, I'd watch her to pay her up in real life. I, I, I didn't want to put that out there. In a wrestling match. But I would also pay a lot of money for Ronda Rousey to beat up anybody in real life. I, I have in the past. But this is not like an anti-Steph. It's more people would pay money to watch Stephanie McMahon lose to Ronda Rousey at WrestleMania. Yes, so that's perfectly fine. Right, but when you are telling me that the primary goal, but that's is, but you're telling me the intent isn't to get Ronda over. No, it's to and, get Stephanie and by over. The way, that's backwards. And by the way, it doesn't say in there that they want to get Ronda over. It's saying that they brought in Ronda to get Stephanie over, which is which is the wrong way to do it. Which is Red Sirens, Defcon One, everybody man the battle stations to me. It's, it's the wrong way to. That the screams red flag. And that's scary when you consider, because even you will admit, because you aren't where I'm at, even you will admit bringing Ronda Rousey is a good move for WWE, and it will help them oh, tremendously yeah. if done right. I'm not anti the Rousey move. I've just said I don't think it's going to be quite as impactful as a lot of people believe. Myself I, I, included. I do believe it's a good move, uh, and I do believe it will help them. I'm well, just saying, not, not if they go down this path. I'm saying temper expectations for how much it helps them. Well, you will. This you, won't help them at all. You will turn out to be absolutely right if this is the path. They but I don't want to be right this way because that's not the point. This is not what they should do. Well, no, th you were not. This was not what you were saying that they were going to do, and that's why you thought Ronda wasn't going to be a big star. That th th that is clearly yeah, that two was different not, arguments. This, right. this doesn't validate my argument. This validates 
how terrible of a decision makers WWE is if, again, this is true and they continue to go down this path. I read this quote to you this morning and you were standing in the doorway of the studio and you said this company gets everything that they deserve. Correct. If that is your intent, you get every, you should get every piece of negativity they deserve for that. If that is their intent. Man, we got really angry there about that. I didn't. I expected us to get very angry, but I did not expect us to get that angry. Uh, anything else that you want to talk about here? I have some odds and ends stuff. No, let's do some odds and ends stuff. Okay. Uh, appears as though this is also from Meltzer, and again, take this with a grain of salt. He was not saying that this was a confirmed thing, just the something that was out there. Jericho Naito was potentially going to be the original plan for New Japan in Long Beach, uh, but Jericho hasn't really said anything, and the show has sold out that they may hold off on it. He's not saying that for a fact, uh, but it also depends on Jericho's schedule. Uh, he does have that date free as well. Uh, but Jericho also has an open schedule around Dominion, which they could very easily put a Jericho-Naito match on there because they clearly set that up at New Year's Dash, and they certainly uh, could put it that way. So let me just ask you this, Jamie. Do you think, and, and I wrote this in the column about New Japan the other day, and I'll bring the, the topic up again here. Last year, the G1 special in USA, I think was what it was called. That felt like a one-off sort of special event here in USA. Here's a glorified house show. It was a televised house show. That's exactly right? how I put it. This year, Strong Style Evolved to me feels like, okay, this is part of the New Japan calendar. Something major can go down here. Major storylines could culminate or progress at this pay-per-view, at this event, right? Yes. That's the feeling this I get this year. This is part of their... This is part of their storytelling. It's, it's part of their calendar year now. Correct. They have, they've thrown it in there. So to me, they're going to want this one to be a big hit because it's the first one that they're going to do. Yeah. Jericho Naito would be a perfect Absolutely. fit. But Jericho Naito is a really good co-main for Dominion. Really good co-main. Yes. To a main where you're going to have probably Okada versus somebody for the belt. If, if I see somebody on the internet tell me that Sonata is winning on Saturday or that Sonata should win on Saturday, I'm going to break my laptop computer. I'm going to break the screen. Sonata is not winning on Saturday, no, people. Not. It's not happening. Okada is winning. Now watch. I'm going to get cold takes exposed in, for that, yeah, in three hard. days when this ends up happening. So to me, Jericho Nigel is a really good idea in the U.S. market, but the show already sold out. So do you think they err on the side of, uh, let's showcase our talent, the New Japan guys, rather than trying to use Jericho as a big draw? I think it could be a tiebreaker. If they're on the fence about what they wanted, where they want to put that match, then they can say, well, we've already sold the tickets here. We, can make, we don't necessarily need it. But if the plan was to have that match at this show anyway, I don't think you'd change your plan because it was successfully sold out. You know what I mean? Right, but they haven't said anything, which makes me think that maybe it wasn't part of the plan. No, 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 maybe it was. But I'm saying if it was, yeah. I don't think you should change anything. If it wasn't, well, now you don't need it on that, on that show. I'm very intrigued because there's the New Beginning show on Saturday, on the 10th. And then the New Japan Cup's coming around the corner. I'm very intrigued to see what they do with the main title picture. Because Okada beat Naito at Wrestle Kingdom 12. A bit of a shock to me. I thought Naito was going to win. Uh, like that they kept the belt on Okada, and it made sense now that I see what they're doing, and, and I'm, I'm, I'm all here for it. But I'm trying to piece together who ends up being the person to take down Okada for the belt, and that's impacting my ability to put together these other cards because I can't really figure it out. I mean, we're, we're, we're approaching, like, historic levels of this title reign for Okada right now. It's at, like, Pretty what, much. 600 days? I mean, it is incredible right now. So that factors in as well because they're obviously going to build some big matches. Now, to me, 
Look, I don't think you're getting Okada Omega on the Long Beach show. I just don't think you're going to do it. No. That, that to me, screams the main event of a major pay-per-view. Dominion, uh, an, a Wrestle Kingdom, something like that. Do they perhaps, and this is something that I just thought of, Jamie. We know that the next month, March 25th, is the Long Beach show, correct? Yes. When's Supercard of Honor? Just a couple of days later, right? That yeah. next week. The next yeah. weekend. Do you think they run an angle? Involving the Bullet Club? Do you think the Bullet Club has a major part of this show? Because I certainly think so. Yeah, I think it's very, very possible. I certainly think you may see a match that sees, oh, I don't know, let's say Ibushi and Omega teaming up against somebody. Correct? Correct. So uh, there are a lot of options here. The New Japan Long Beach show I'm very excited about, but I think Saturday is really going to help us help us uh, get there. Um some odds and ends here, Jamie. I got one more thing for you. Elias going to be on the Edge and Christian show tomorrow. Yes. Uh, very lo- looking, looking forward to that. that. I have turned. I have changed my tune. I was Good. anti Edge and Christian, uh, as I've said to you in the past. Uh, I've turned. I've turned around and I listened to their podcast with Gargano last week. And as you know, big Gargano fan. Uh, so definitely uh, I want to check that out tomorrow. Um, I'm just trying to think here. What else we got here? Um, I talked about the quarter four financial call today from WWE, correct? Yes. Uh, they said Facebook very happy with the Mixed Match Challenge. They're happy with it. It's touching them on a weekly basis. Uh, they saw an increase in live viewership this week, which is very good. Um, and, and deservedly so. I thought this week was probably the best week, uh, despite my love of Braun Strowman and Alexa Bliss as a tag team. By the way, making me love Alexa Bliss, which is a rare turn for Turn around me. on the Edge of Christian show, turn around Alexa Bliss. It's a weird we have time. a whole new Chris. It's a weird time here. to be alive. Um... More stuff on the Booker T. Corey Graves thing, whether or not it's an angle or not. I, do we really want to get into that? I, I don't know. I don't honestly. I don't do I, care. I, I don't care either. I don't. Oh, care. NXT was last night. They kind of set up some stuff. They were supposed to have a tag title match and ended up being a tornado six man tag. Uh, we know next week we're getting Pete Dunne, Roderick Strong for the UK Championship. Uh, Ember Moon defending the Women's Championship against Shayna Baszler and Aleister Black going to be in action as well. So you got about you got that. Jamie, I I got nothing else. This is where you kind of take over the show with whatever you want to sidebar about. I don't really have much to sidebar on. Today. I think I think we kind of hit all the, yeah. all, all the odds and ends. The Stephanie guess, stuff was the, was the big story of the uh, day. I, I will tell you, I, I would hope you do not look at the front page of WWE.com right now. I will do it. Uh, and I just want, I want to get your initial reaction. WWE.com? Uh, WWE.com. It's loading. Okay. It is loading. I, I, will, I will be silent while, uh, you, while you see what happens. I'm closing the tab. Why do they do that? that what, 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 in, tell me, explain to me. I, I need I need to understand something. And I'm not going to explain what I'm explaining until the end, so everyone's just going to have to wait and let me get through this. Can somebody explain to me why that's a thing? Why people enjoy doing that? It's stupid. Are you going through all the pictures? Is that what you're doing right now? No, I'm not, because that's nightmare fuel. The front page of WWE.com is the face swapping stuff. Is that what it was for you? Yes, correct. I'm, we're mm-hmm. thinking of the same thing. So they used the face swapping app to put faces on other people. On Finn Balor and Sasha, Sasha Banks. And they also did it with Braun and Alexa. I found that I saw that one earlier today. Do not find that. Do not go out of your way for that one. I'm mean, gonna look at all of them. They're, they're, I mean, some of them are really. I mean, some of them are really bad. Like the, the the Sasha Finn one, at least are photoshopped well. The Charlotte Bobby Roode one, they're not photoshopped well. Um, I can't wait for you to get to the Alexa oh, Bliss man, these are, Some of these are so, so bad. Actually, the Mandy Rose on Goldust one is actually. Fits pretty well. This is... Uh, I don't know why people do this. So the face-swapping apps are stupid. Hot take for everybody here today. 
Oh, Serena Deeb's the new women's, uh, the newest women's coach at the yes. uh, at the Performance Center. I forgot to mention that she participated in the May Young Classic, and they uh, they ended up hiring her. Straight Edge Society. Yes, yeah, she was part of uh, part of the CM Punk. Uh, uh, had Gallows in it too. Gallows. Gallows yes. was in that. Uh, so she's become the newest women's coach at the Performance Center. So kudos, uh, you know, congratulations to her. That's a good hire for them. Uh, that's it. That's all we got. Thank you for sidebarring with the face swapping. I'm really happy that you made me go do that. All right, guys, that is going to do it for us here today. We will be back tomorrow on a Friday, and Friday means I have to convince Jamie to watch some wrestling, so we'll do that, and we'll talk about anything else that may happen in the professional wrestling world. We'll talk to you then, guys.